This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to Valley Football First and Goal, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference on the lineupmedia.fm network. Now, your host, Kelly Burke. Welcome into a playoff edition of the MBFC First and Goal. I'm your host, Kelly Burke, and today I welcome the Missouri Valley's all-time leading rusher, a South Dakota State grad and current Detroit Lions running back, Zach Zenner. Zach, uh, welcome to the show this Monday morning. How are you? Thanks, Kelly. I'm doing well. Um, got a nice win yesterday in Tampa Bay. Got some sun, uh, uh, and I'm feeling good. Yeah, and it's uh, funny. I was I was reading, you know, you guys obviously were in Florida, but uh, it, it was a lot colder than probably it normally is down there. I, you could have fooled me. <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was very nice. You know, uh, 60 degrees, sunny, light breeze. I mean, I was ready to head to the beach after the game, so <laughs> nice. it was good. Well, you guys, uh, this week you have a short week a little bit. You play the Bears on Saturday. So, you know, take me through just what what's a typical week day-to-day in the NFL in terms of preparation for you. Well, Monday is typically uh, some light meetings and a light little walk through practice, um, but I'll come in and get a lift in as well. And Tuesday's off day. Uh, I'll also come in and lift on Tuesday, uh, get some work on my body. Um, Wednesday is the full work day, so I'll get here on Wednesday. Um, boy, what time? Probably seven or so. I'll get here around seven, and we have meetings for a while, and then practice, and then more meetings. Probably end up leaving around five, five thirty. Um, Thursday is similar. Uh, except I'll lift in the morning, so I'll get here more like 6.30, okay. 6.15. Um, again, probably end up leaving around 5 after a full practice. Then Friday is a half day, so we have a little bit lighter meetings in the morning and then a lighter practice done around 1 or so. I'll probably end up leaving around 2. And then uh, Saturday we have morning, a couple of light morning meetings and then a walkthrough. Uh, and then either we travel or uh, go home for, and hang out for a little bit and then go to the hotel downtown. Okay. You know, besides obviously not having school anymore, you know, what would you say are the biggest differences from the college level to the NFL? Oh, man. Uh, well, I, th- I think the speed of the game is, is way faster. Um, I think everyone can see that on the on when you watch it. Um, I think one of the biggest differences that I've seen is – in college, you get there, and good or bad, the coaches have you for your time there, for the most part. Uh, transfers are, are, you know, maybe becoming more common, but they're not, not ever, no, most people don't transfer. Well, as here, uh, you are here for as long as you're performing at a level where it's suitable for the team. Yeah. Um, so that that level of investment from the organization is completely different because um, one they're invested in you for years no matter what and here i mean even you know you might sign a big contract i mean that that it might seem like, uh you know you've got a spot for a while but even that it doesn't really it doesn't always guarantee you're going to be on that team or or starting or whatever the case may be um 
And that's just the way the NFL is. So that aspect is totally different. Yeah. You know, you and I talked briefly off camera before before we officially started. You know, your alma mater, South Dakota State, uh, is into the FCS semifinals for the first time ever in program history. And, you know, how closely have you been following their playoff run? Well, as close as I can. You know, a lot of times we travel. I'm traveling. Uh, the past two weeks I've been traveling when the game has been going on. So when we land, I'll try to catch up with what I can. Um, but it was a little bit disappointing. Disappointing this weekend. I didn't feel the excitement of earning the victory because for of them earning their victory because when I landed it was already forty five to fourteen or something like that. I mean the game had uh, was well in control uh, by the Jacks, so it wasn't as exciting as I think it would have been if I'd been able to follow it live uh, and watch that progression of them gain that lead. Um, but it was still cool to see then beat a really good New Hampshire team and now head to the semifinals. Like you said, for the first time, uh, you know, it's a talented group of guys on that team and I'm excited to see what else they're going to do. Yeah. How many of those guys do you still keep in touch with? You know, cause there's probably a, a handful that you played with your senior year. Yeah. So really, I mean, um, Brady and Isaac, you know, the two running backs are guys that I know, uh, well, I also know, uh, Jake Winicky really well. Uh, Mason Lightsets on the team. Uh, that kind of last. This is kind of the last group. I want to storage uh, um, uh, There's a lot of guys. Uh, I could keep going, um, but this is the last group of people that I really that I played with. Uh, so it's fun. It's really fun to see them uh, get this far. This ne- the next group uh, of seniors who are juniors now. I don't know nearly as well. Okay. Uh, but. But that's why this has been fun. It's been fun for me to follow these guys. Yeah. Well, you're now in your your third season in the NFL. I guess we could we could call you a seasoned veteran. What would you say is different about year three? Well, I mean, every year presents new challenges and new situations. Uh, I think this year's been a unique year as far as you know. I, I've been inactive. I've been active. Uh, that's been new. Um, but really a lot of it's the same, you know, just coming, trying to do your best at practice every day, trying to continue to improve your game uh, and try to stick around. Yeah. Where do you feel like you've most improved this year? Uh, this year, it's hard to, you know, it's uh, it's tough to kind of do that at this point in the year. You know, I still have three games left. Um, don't do a ton of self-reflection, you know, during the season. Yeah. Uh, really just focusing about, after this, I'm gonna go get a good lift, and what's hey, my wife's birthday's coming up. Gotta do that. Uh, <laughs> nice. Gotta shop, shop with the Lions. We got a fun community event tonight that I'm going to, um, and then looking to practice tomorrow. So uh, at this point, it's not big on you know what are your improvements or what do you, you know, it's just uh, what's to, what's today look like and what's yeah. tomorrow look like. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, you kind of alluded to it a little, but, you know, how hard is it to find consistency and, and to find success, you know, at the pro level, just because kind of, as you said, you know, the carries week to week are changing. The opportunities are, are different week to week, depending on whether you're active or inactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, really, whenever you're on the field, whether it be the practice field or the football, the game field, you really just need to take advantage of everything that you're doing, whether it be a special teams rep or uh, a carry, like you said, uh, those are extremely valuable. Um, and you just you just need to 
make the best out of those opportunities. And that's what makes it that's what makes it challenging to deal with failures uh, in this league, especially when you're in a position uh, like I'm in. But um, lucky enough, not lucky enough, uh, blessed enough to have to been. Uh, how do I describe it? Call to the faith, I guess. I'm a big believer in Jesus. Uh, that uh, he died for me, and I'm saved, and I'm loved no matter what happens. So that's really helpful to me. Yeah, you know, coming out of high school, Zach, you you had one scholarship offer, and it was from South Dakota State. And then you go on, you know, your last three seasons, you rush for 2,000 yards each season. Um, you you become the Valley's all-time leading rusher, just completely rewrite the record books. Um, and then you go undrafted. Your rookie season, I believe, I think you you led the NFL in the preseason in rushing. Um, and you eventually, you know, you make the 53-man roster and eventually sign a three-year deal. So how and why do you feel like you just continually have, have proved people wrong and just kind of defied expectations throughout your career? Well, I mean, you, you have those, you have some people, you know, that, that expect you to do certain things. But I think you also have your own expectations for yourself. And... All I ever wanted to do uh, at South Dakota State and in the NFL was get a chance, uh, get a chance to play some more football and uh, see what happens. You know, I, I remember um, my first game. So after I redshirted, uh, I had my redshirt year. My first game at South Dakota State was against Southern Utah at home, and I ended up uh, we had a inside zone left, I believe. Ended up scoring a touchdown, uh, return kicks. Uh, I had um, I had a good game on kickoff. I just remember after that game, everything else was going to be – it didn't really matter what else happened. I had kind of gotten or I'd played, um, and I would have never thought any of this – I mean, you, you have the goals, but, but you never really um, picture – to word it best, you, you can picture yourself there and you have these goals, but – Focus more on you know South Dakota State and the football there, and like I said, practice the next day. Um, and that's really all, all I did was just try to work hard, continue to to get better, um, wanted to win, uh, try to help my team win. And that's the same thing when I came when I got here to the NFL was just an opportunity. Um, try to take, try to make the most of it, and whatever happened was going to be great. And try to help teams team, team win games. So I was talking to Coach Stiglmeyer about you, um, and he was telling me a story about how when you were at SDSU, your your teammates kind of just in, in zest and, and jokingly used to call you Perfect Zenner. Um, and so what, what's the backstory with that? Uh, well, I don't really know how it started. Um, and it's, so I can't really give you a good backstory. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean... I've certainly made some mistakes on the field. Uh, um, maybe not as obvious as, as others, but I uh, had some mistakes out there. Um, you know, I had a couple fumbles, things like that. Uh, but I'm not sure where where it started. To be honest, I really don't have a good good backstory for that one. Uh, they did make fun of me though. I listed just I just talked about. I remember one every every senior has a chance to speak to the team. Uh, during fall camp their senior year and I remember I shared a story about how my retro freshman year I was pass blocking and two guys blitzed and I 
ended up just falling over basically and not blocking <laughs> either one and some got, some got killed you know it was all my it was all my fault uh and i, I was just, just talking and then i was just using that as an example to talk about it i felt like it was important to come back from those mistakes and how you come back from those mistakes is really an important piece of your game and <laughs> i remember then everyone started laughing um because someone had you know kind of under their breath it said like and then I didn't make a mistake again, you know, or so, <laughs> something like that. I was just using it as an example, but they kind of just thought that, that maybe that was the only time that I'd ever uh, that I'd ever, ever done something wrong, which isn't true, but yeah. that's maybe the the fun perception, I guess, that they had. So, what do uh, does do your teammates in the Lions locker room? What's what's their nickname for you now? Uh, well, the only nickname I really have is Doc. Okay, because of the medical stuff. Yeah, because of medical school stuff that's first yeah um my first position called me that constantly okay. uh, and so that's kind of how it, it happened it spread around well nice well well let's dive into the medical school stuff a little bit you know you you've been accepted um into medical school and de deferred enrollment um you know Co coach stig yep. also told me a story um from brookings that you were, I think, one of five students that would dissect cadavers um, at night, and you you do it from 9 p.m. at night till midnight in school. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and actually, uh, so I opened it up to the coaching staff. Uh, I said I asked if anyone wanted to come up and see because I, a lot of them never had that opportunity, and I thought it was really really cool, and so I thought I'd share. And Coach Stig and uh, the team chaplain T.J. Carlson came up and. I just kind of showed him around the lab and showed him all this cool stuff that we've been doing on the cadaver. And um, I, I guess they, I, it marked them, I know that. I mean, because <laughs> they'd never seen anything like that before. And I think they saw also, you know, how excited I really am about that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I really, you know, I really enjoy the, that aspect and knowing the human body and what it does. Uh, but yeah, they were. Uh, they were surprised, I think, and just how it all how it all was up there. Just five guys up there, just, just hanging out, <laughs> working on a cadaver <laughs> nine to midnight. You know? Oh man, that's great. Yeah, it was those were fun. Those that was a fun semester. Yeah. So, where did this interest in in medicine come from? Well, I think it comes from a lot of things. You know, one one, one thing I think my interest started in. In the human body and in the body in general started when I went deer hunting with my dad when I was younger okay and after you after you not to get too graphic but after you uh, shoot the deer and you are field dressing it, you take out the internal organs because uh, you don't need any of that you're just in there for the meat and muscle yeah so, so that was that was really neat to see all that's all of that and uh, get to feel it you know I mean this might be too much for some people <laughs> but I, I love them. Um, and then from there, uh, I took I did some classes in high school that I enjoyed science wise. And then I got back to college, and I, I really I just picked science. Um, and every experience that I had in classes just reaffirmed that I was in the right major. I was going into the right field and. Uh, this is where I wanted to be, you know, in the healthcare field somewhere. Yeah. Uh, my dad also, backtracking, my dad when I was growing up, he's been involved in healthcare his whole life. Uh, he would bring up certain studies and 
trials that were going on and new research and kind of talk about those things as a family, just kind of conversation topics that came up and that was another piece as well. Okay. Well, funny side note. So I also talked to Tyler Merriam, the, the voice of the Jacks, and he was relaying a story oh, about, yeah. about you were on, I think you were on his radio show uh, one week and you know, it's a, I think it's at a sports bar and everybody was eating dinner and you were, you were all excited because you were telling a story about a field dressing uh, a, a deer. And so I think everybody was getting yeah. grossed out as they were eating, but you were loving it. <laughs> not, not in Brookings. And you wouldn't find a lot of people grossed out by that, I don't think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe they, maybe they won't, but a lot of them are hunters too. Okay. Um, well, you're one of two lions um, who plan to go to medical school. And so do you ever, you ever talk about it with, you know, I think your backup quarterback, Jake Rudock, um, is planning to go to medical school too. Yeah. Do you ever talk about it with him? Yeah, so we've had some we've had some conversations about certain things and um, discussed kind of how our paths have been and, and you know kind of what what plans are because we can really relate to each other as far as what we're thinking about doing you know in whatever off season or um, in the future you know what the plans are for for school. Uh, I think with with him as well as with me, a lot a lot depends on how long each of us will be in the NFL. Yeah. You know, if I'm, I don't know, you know, you never know how you're going to feel about something in a year or two years, three years, you know? So it's, it's really, it's really an interesting thing. I mean, right now, 100%, I want to go to med school. I want to, you know, be a doctor, do all these things. But, you know, if you get to, if I get to play for a few more years, um, I don't want to corner myself into, you know, being stuck in that uh, in that mode. I I right now think in three, three years I'd still absolutely, but you yeah. never know how you're gonna feel. Um, and yeah. we kind of have that's one of the things we can kind of go back and forth about. Yeah, that makes sense. And you want to be a surgeon, so what type of surgeon do you want to be? Well, I'm interested in surgery. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's what I'm dead set on. I'm open to anything uh, okay. as I go through the process. One thing I will say about surgery is I love the physical aspect of it. Uh, I also, some things I think would be really, really cool, like trauma surgery. Uh, I think that would be really really neat. That kind of high pressure, um, make decisions quickly, reminds me a lot of football. And that's appealing. Um, But then I also think it'd be cool, you know, I think orthopedics would be cool. I mean, everyone I play with, unless technology changes is going to need a limb replacement at some point or a joint replacement excuse me um so there's a lot of things i'm interested in uh i i say surgery um it's a kind of an easy answer but i'm open to anything and uh, we'll see what happens when i get there my conversation with Zach Zenner continues in just a second. But if you're enjoying this edition of the MVFC First and Gold podcast, check out all the Lineup Media Group offerings, sports and non-sports podcasts too. Now back to the show. You know, when you were in college, you used to, to do, do a lot of yoga to work on your balance. Is that something you've continued to do now at the NFL level? And if so, you know, how do you feel like it really helps you? Absolutely. So you said stretching and yoga? Yeah, or well, I said yoga, but I mean, if stretching's involved too, feel free to, you know, whatever your yeah. routine is. So I do a lot of things to take care of my body. Um, what I mainly do, what I do more now is during this season is more of like the stretching yoga poses, I'll say. 
Um, not as much, not as much hardcore balance type stuff. Even though that would be helpful, uh, it's just hard at this point in the year to mix in another physical. Uh, it's um, <laughs> yeah. It's just that one. Just kind of want to rest. Yeah, sometimes. that's under- understandable. <laughs> but I do. Uh, but I do. Uh, but I do. Lo- I love stretching. Uh, I think it's very important. There are debates, you know, scientifically. Actually, stretching is not always found to be helpful. Hmm. Uh, um, it depends on the study. It depends on what you're trying to do. Um, but I think, as a recovery tool, I think it's helpful. A lot of the, the debate is about should you stretch before you or should you stretch after you run. It's okay. kind of it's really interesting. Uh, kind of reminds me of the research done about doing an ice bath and ice icing yeah kind of does it help uh, yeah maybe you've heard a little bit about that but it's it's similar but I, I think as a recovery tool you know at night before I go to bed stretching a little bit um, I've found to be really really helpful for me mm. uh, it just helps you stay loose and in the position that I'm in being loose is, is better you know being able to make cuts and move uh, is very important so I think it's it's awesome. I also do a decent amount of rolling with a foam roller. Uh, oh, yeah. I also bought a, also bought a vibrating foam roller. Uh, nice. It's awesome. It's by Hyperice. It's very good. Also, fairly expensive. I thought it was like two hundred bucks, but it was. Uh, that's been fun to have. That's a new purchase I bought for recovery this year uh, that I've been enjoying. And all of those things, you know, there are so many things out there. There, you really just need to find something that you like and that works for you and that you're going to continue to work on um, so that it proves to be helpful for you. Okay. I'll have to look into that, the vibrating foam roller. I'm a, I was a, a runner in college and I, I still run and I foam roll, but I didn't even know that a vibrating one exists. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's by Hyperice. Um, they're, they're awesome. Uh, and it's really, a, it's a, maybe just a little bit more exciting. I don't know. <laughs> know how to you know like sometimes uh it just adds another element i think i mean the idea is that it's going to bring more blood blood to that area okay but it, i think it also feels feels better and it feels like you're doing a little bit more yeah true or not what about your mental training you know how do you how do you mentally get prepared every day for practice and you know when you're when you're active for games yeah well i like to go before practice, I'll go through the game plan. Um, so, like today, if the co- I don't know if the co- coaches will have time. So I guess I'll do a typical this kind of a weird week. So, typical week Monday, we'd come in, we talk about the game. <clears throat> then Tuesday, probably about evening, they'll send us the the game plan, kind of what we're gonna do on okay. Wednesday. Okay. And so I'll go through that. Um, also, I'll watch the defense uh, to see. I watch like their, the the team's last game that they just played, just kind of get a feel for what their defense is doing, uh, how the guys are playing, kind of just get a feel for their personnel. And then I'll look at what the coaches have planned for us, and I'll look at the practice script, um, kind of go go through all those plays. Then we'll go out and practice. Then I'll I'll watch practice afterwards and get ready again that same way for that next practice. And towards the end of the week, I'll watch something that I I'll watch stuff that I think I need more on. Like I'll, I'll watch maybe a little more special teams film. Mm-hmm. I'll watch a little more um, blitz or pressure cutups. Or I'll watch our own practice cutups just to make sure I've got everything done 
dialed in with our game plan. And then the, the final thing I do before the game is I go over the call sheet. So I look through all the plays that we have that could be called during the game and, and just make sure I'm all set on all those. And I also sometimes will visualize uh, some of those plays as if I were, you know, running those plays. And, and I do that. I do that whether I'm inactive or active. You, okay. know, you, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. That, and you don't you don't find out until 90 minutes before. Okay. I mean, you might know, you might have an idea. Someone might even tell you during the week, but crazy things have happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, between Saturday and Saturday and Sunday afternoon, people get sick. Uh, people are late. You know, things happen. So you just need need to be ready. Not that I would want any of those things to happen, but yeah. they're just possibilities. Okay. And so I prepare, I prepare the same way, uh, whether I'm up or down. Okay. You know, several people have called you a minimalist. Um, and someone told me a story about your senior year, you were still using a, a flip cell phone. So I guess my first question is, <laughs> do, you, do you have a smartphone? Have you upgraded to a smartphone at this point? And then, you know, do you still kind of take that, that less is more approach to, to life? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm married now, so um, <laughs> you know I can't really. <laughs> My wife is not like that, so we have a lot more stuff than I would than I would like. Um, <laughs> and and as far as the phone, yeah, I do have, have a smartphone. So my senior year, my dad bought me one uh, for Christmas. It was December of 2014, so my phone is now three years old. <laughs> my <laughs> smartphone. Which uh, is pretty pretty old, you know. For you know, some people get a new one every year. Um, then my wife, my wife's already on her second one, and she asked if I wanted a new one, and I said no. Why would I get a new one? Mine works just fine. Um, so yeah, I think uh, minimalist. That's a fairly accurate term. I like the I like efficient better. Okay. Uh, all about all about the efficiency, you know. I'm also a very frugal guy. Uh, but like I said, being married, you know, a lot of times you are, you are living with an opposite and that is certainly the case as far as spending and efficiency <laughs> and minimalist, I, I am with the opposite. So, um, we can clash on that sometimes, but I think it's good. You know, and she, uh, we have some nice stuff that I would never had. Um, and it's good. Uh, it's good. It's made, made me uh, better, for sure. Uh, um, absolutely. If I was by myself, oh, man. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what I'd spend money on, honestly. I mean, food, food some video games here and there. Yeah. But, you know, I'd have, it'd be the classic, I'd have a couch and TV. You know, that'd be about it. Um, but it'd be good to have uh, my wife with, with me, and we've got a real home and all the decorations that come with that so yeah it's uh it's been good but i yeah absolutely i totally agree well what's that what's that what's that saying uh happy wife happy life yeah yeah i uh i found that to be true so far nice <laughs> um you you briefly touched on it you talked about your faith um and that's something that a number of people have told me just you know how deep your faith is, you know, how you're a man of faith. Um, so what, what exactly, you know, what kind of role does faith play in your life and, and service as well? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, it's, it's huge. It's, it's really, I don't want to say everything, but I think I could say because, 
because it just it just keeps you so centered, I think, and even. Uh, just read a verse. I want to say Galatians, but I'm not sure. Just talks about how Paul's talking, writing to a church, and he's just talking about don't be banged around by the waves of the storm. You know, just mature in your faith and stand firm in your faith, so that way, you know, those storms and these people that are come at you um, in whatever capacity or these things that, that come at you, that you're strong enough and to, to withstand those uh, and that they don't affect you. And I think that's especially true. Um, I mean, that's true for everyone. Um, but I think that it's been true for me uh, this year. Uh, there, And again, in everything, um, it, it just plays such an important role in my life. I'm not sure who I would be, uh, if I would even be here. Or, or I would be doing without it. Uh, and, and as far as that relates to to service, you know, I've I've been I've been given so much and I have so many blessings that just the opportunity to give back to certain people in whatever capacity that is, it always I, I it's almost not even fair because I get more or just as much out of giving as the people who I'm giving to. So. Uh, I don't know if it's selfish, but I mean, I, I really feel good doing all those community events and um, doing, uh, you know, giving to certain causes. Uh, it feels good. Um, you know, sometimes if I'm about to leave, it doesn't know. Okay. I, you know, I'll say this. I'm not always super excited to drive somewhere to go, yeah. go do something, but it's always always worth it once I get there uh, and it's always worth my time yeah. and uh, I don't yeah I don't want to make it seem I'm always like let's go you know like super pumped to to spend you know two hours of my off, off day doing something but no matter but I always know I always make myself go um, because I know that no matter what I'm always going to feel really good after do, doing those events yeah. Um, yeah and again I can't say I really can't say enough about what my faith in what my faith in Jesus Christ has done for me in my career, um, it's by far the most important thing uh, in my life. Yeah. I think uh, you and Jake Winicky are very similar in that sense. There's a lot of there's a lot of guys on the Jacks uh, that are that are on that same thread and on that same mindset. Um, Jake, one of those guys, absolutely. Um, you know, there are a lot of guys on the team when I was there that were, you know, uh, that were big in their faith as well. Just a good, good group of guys. Um, and one, and there's two people that really help with that. You know, there's kind of culture now, uh, but we have a great team chaplain, uh, TJ Carlson and coach Stig is also a man of faith and he shares a little bit of that here and there. Uh, so to have that support system for the faith to grow at, at that campus and on that football team is, is really cool and so happy that I was there and able to be a part of that and grow under those people. Nice. Awesome. Well, I, just a couple more questions for you because I don't want to monopolize your time. You were winding down year three in the NFL. You know, what have been the biggest highlights, would you say, so far? Biggest highlights? Boy. Uh, I think making the playoffs last year was was a, was a big highlight. Um, I mean, the the way we won a lot of those games last year was very 
exciting. Uh, but absolutely, the the playoffs was very cool. I mean, some some people go their whole career and never get to play in a playoff game. Yeah. So that was certainly a highlight. Um, also, just that first preseason, um, just being able to to play and and carry the ball was was a highlight. And again, it was one of those feelings um, similar to the Southern Utah game. It's one of those feelings where after that preseason, it's kind of like, well, uh, that was fun, you know, and a lot of this, you know, I came and I, I did it and now we'll see what happens. Uh, and then I, and then I hurt my rookie year and I kind of, and I kind of felt like I wanted uh, another this time during the regular season, you know, so a chance to run the ball. And I got that last year. I got a lot of chances to carry the ball, a lot of chances to play. And, I mean, you can't ask for anything else. Uh, you really in this in this league, and I was happy I got that. And again, now everything else is 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 just kind of extra. I, I don't know how else to put it. I'm, I mean, I, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to be in that position again. Um, but if it happens or not, I'll, I'll be all right. Yeah. Do you, have you had a kind of welcome to the NFL moment? Huh. Yeah. Uh, it was. Um, my first pad of practice, uh, I ended up getting decleated twice. Uh, <laughs> one by a linebacker uh, to here. He's still on the team. I was running an outside zone. I was going up the sidelines, and I cut inside the wide receiver who was blocking the corner. And as I cut inside, I didn't I didn't feel him because he was kind of coming on my back hip. And as I cut inside, he hit me. Uh, and I, you know, cleats in the air on my back. Uh, later, and that's same scrimmage uh, I caught a screen pass and uh, we didn't block the defensive tackle no the defensive end is a big body we didn't block someone big in the front and uh, similar kind of thing I, I kind of cut back into him um, got smoked uh, so yeah those are kind of the two and it was the same practice uh, so those are kind of the welcome to the NFL moments. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, a year ago, you know, South Dakota State renovated their stadium, uh, which is now, it's definitely the nicest stadium in the Valley and, and honestly probably one of the nicest stadiums in the entire FCS. So, you know, what are your impressions of the new facilities? Oh, well, honestly, I've only seen the scaffolding uh, uh, before I got done. I haven't I haven't seen the, the whole finished product. Um, I think when I was... When was I there? I was there, but I just drove past it. I don't think I went in it. I was doing something. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, from what I've seen, you know, the pictures and all the videos, I mean, it looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Uh, I will say that I, I understand turf. I really do. But I kind of grew to love the crappy grass field <laughs> that we had. Uh, nice. I, because... Because we were so used to it, and people would come up, and they just couldn't believe that we were about to play a football game out there. <laughs> and I, I love that because it was just our, it was just kind of what we were used to dealing with, and it wasn't a big deal. But for opponents, it was a big deal. Yeah. And I love that kind of advantage, not just you know, not just physical, but maybe a little psychological as well. Uh, but I. I, I totally get turf. I mean, you can have so many cool events there. You know, other people can use it. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about upkeep as much. So it, it's it's really a uh, really awesome. I'm so glad uh, that the administration and the donors, uh, you know, I'm so, so uh, thankful for their generosity and, 
Justin Sell and his leadership uh, and getting those things accomplished. Uh, it was huge for the university. Uh, we certainly needed an upgrade. Um, <laughs> And I and I I think uh, I think it's awesome. Well, I can vouch for it. I've been there I think three times now for games, so it's definitely very impressive. Um, lastly, I wanted to just ask you about your siblings. I think uh, I think they've all kind of funneled into South Dakota State in some form, uh, different different sports. But you know, how much of a factor you know have you had on them? You know, going to to Brookings and you know what kind of advice have have you had for them? I think your sister is a a swimmer and your brother was playing football but I think he does track now and then you have another sister coming up yeah yeah you're right on on there so I have uh, my sister swam at South Dakota State uh, she did I don't know if she still has it but she did have the record in the 50 freestyle um, while she was there uh, she's now a nurse oh nice uh, yeah in um, Burnsville I believe she's she's uh, she's just, in her second year, I don't remember. I don't. Sometimes I get confused <laughs> on when she graduated and whatnot. But she's she's uh, at least a year working as a nurse now. Um, okay. She's doing great. Uh, my brother, yes, correct. He was on the football team. Is now running track. Uh, he had a great 60 meter in the indoors in the indoor season last year. Uh, this year, uh, he's looking forward to a great year. Uh, my, then there's one left. Uh, my youngest sister Emily, she is she, she has not decided on where she's going to go. Um, she's probably she certainly won't need to visit South Dakota State because yeah. she's been there so often. Uh, I, I think it will be. I think she probably if she is considering it, she might still visit though. You know, just to get a feel. But she's also she also enjoys swimming. Okay. She's on the swim team. Um, again, I don't know if that's something I think she's interested in pursuing college a little bit early. Yeah, but. Uh, and there, I also have a cousin on the swim team, actually. Uh, oh, no kidding. Yeah, Mac Johnson, he's on the swim team right now. Um, this is his th- third year, I believe. So, yeah, there's uh, it's become a bit of a family affair over at South Dakota State. I think it's – I don't know exactly why they all, they all picked, but I know that I had a great experience, and I certainly vouched for the university when they were making their selections. Um but but I mean I think they all had their own their own purposes. You know, Abby was interested in nursing, and South Dakota State has a great nursing program. Mm-hmm. So that was that was one thing for her. Um, my brother got a football scholarship there, and that you know that was huge. Um, my my youngest sister, who knows my cousin Mac, he he sent his stuff over to South Dakota State, and they said you know sure we'll t- take we'll take you. You know he was interested in swimming and was kind of going back and forth, but the opportunity to swim you know at a Division One level. Even though, albeit you know a mid-major conference was still uh, really appealing to him. Again, I think they all had their reasons, their separate reasons. Uh, but I think the, the appeal of South Dakota State really came through for all of them in a in a different way. Um, also, it's you know it's not too far, you know, four hours yeah. from from where we're all from. So. Nice. Well, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you want to share or want to add? Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, easy enough. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. It's uh, it's good to meet you virtually. And, uh, you know, I wish you best of luck the rest of the, the NFL season. Thanks, Kelly. It was fun chatting with you as well. All right. Well, have a Merry Christmas. You too. See ya. Okay, take care. Bye.
If you like what you heard from Zach Zenner and our MVFC First and Gold podcast, please take a moment, share, and subscribe. LineUpMedia.fm also is home to many other sports podcasts, shows like Two Birds on a Bat and Chasing Pucks with Panger. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Football First and Goal with Kelly Bird, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, only on the lineupmedia.fm network. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.